what is underneath procrastination and what to do if you are stuck in this mode. Did you start the year off excited and motivated to finally get organized only to find yourself in procrastination mode? Yeah, I've been there. And you know, there was even a time in my life where I was so proud of being a procrastinator. While I no longer wear that badge proudly, I know that there are times that I still struggle with it. And I believe that we all do at one point or another. But what I want for myself and for you too is to be able to take action on the things that we want to do and the things that we don't necessarily want to do, but we know that it will be a good thing for us and that we will feel so much better when we get it accomplished. To help us uncover this thing called procrastination, I invited Laura Kossoff, who is a life coach, wellness writer, publisher, and speaker. It is her sincere passion to help others, especially women, find healing, discover their authentic purposes, and activate their dreams. I hope that this conversation with Laura is encouraging for you and that you will be able to discover what is underneath your own procrastination and how to begin to take action, whether it's getting organized that you want to do or a goal that you have always wanted to accomplish. Welcome back to Organize with Grace podcast. Do you feel like you're always struggling to get it together? Do you feel like you're burning the candle at both ends, feeling completely disorganized in your home and life, that it's starting to affect you mentally and emotionally? Well, you've come to the right place if you need encouragement, easy and simple organization tips, or you just want to know that you're not alone in this season of life. Hi, I'm Grace Ramon, your fellow working mom and professional organizer. I believe in you, friend. You can get it together. Now let's get organized. All right, welcome back to Organize with Grace. I am your host, Grace Ramon, and I brought Laura Kossoff here to talk to us about a topic that we all struggle with at one point or another in this journey called life, and that is procrastination. And I believe that all of our experiences are unique, um, but recognizing like the common feelings um, about and the processes of procrastination and taking the time to dive into this, its common roots can give us some insight into our own experiences, right? And it can help us move forward um, into action and execution. And so that's why I have Laura here. And before we dive in, I want to ask you, Laura, well, first of all, welcome. Welcome to Organize with Grace. Thank you so much for having me, Grace. It's a real privilege to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And so, Laura, what led you to become a life coach for women? And and tell us a little bit more about your story of, um, you know, where the journey that has taken you up to now. Sure. Well, I became a life coach from my own journey with chronic health issues. I had struggled with pain and weakness for decades 
And even after going to countless doctors and having all kinds of tests, unfortunately, no one could really find a definitive cause or create a plan for me to get better. And so it took me 20 years and lots of research and lots of trial and error to figure out that I had fibromyalgia. And so from all my years of research, I began to work as a health writer. And I focused on helping women living with fibromyalgia. And then when I had an opportunity to take a coaching training, I thought that would be really helpful for my consultations. And in doing the training, I just loved the work and knew I wanted to be a life coach and that I could incorporate all my experience in health and wellness into this new work. So I've been focusing on helping women thrive through transitions and new life chapters. I consider myself a late bloomer. And so I want to help other women know that they can find their path at any age and make change (laughs) and build a life that's meaningful and authentic and joyful. And I think we can bring a lot more to it and find greater meaning if we do it later in life or after we've had other experiences. So um, I include in my coaching my 20 years of experience in holistic health and wellness. I'm a traditional Reiki master, a certified hypnotherapist, and also a feng shui consultant. So if any of those are of interest to people, I can help them organize their space with feng shui tips, if that will help them with the goals that we're working on. So I have a lot of tools that I can incorporate. And in helping people realize their goals, I always emphasize how important it is to live a balanced life and practice self-care. So I have a holistic approach to my work on all levels. And I love helping people with time management, overcoming procrastination, stress management, and and self-care. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And so our topic, you know, it it is a, again, a topic that all of us, um, and maybe there are some of us that have ended up using the, like, our language has, has evolved into like, I am like, you know, as if it was our identity to be, I'm a, I'm such a procrastinator. And I know I've, I've said that myself and I had to re-examine how I was referring to myself as a procrastinator. Um, so what do you believe? Well, I, before we get into it, I wanted to give a definition from, you know, the Webster dictionary about procrastinate, right? It says here, to be slow or late about doing something that should be done, to delay doing something until a later time because you do not want to do it because you are lazy, etc. Now, that is just simply a definition. And I can, you know, um, dear listeners, you don't see Laura, but she's like, mm, she's shaking her head. <laughs> nope, nope, that's not what it is. So instead, we are going to, you know, with that definition, I know that it can really put us, put it in a box, right, Laura? So let's get into it. What do you believe are the roots of procrastination? Um, It's interesting. Oscar Wilde wrote, I never put off till tomorrow what I can possibly do the day after. And I think we can all relate to that. And so it's comforting to know that procrastination is a, a common human behavior. 
And um, absolutely, procrastination is not about laziness or willpower. It's not about time management skills or organization. Time management skills can help, but that's not the root of it. What's at the base of it is actually the feelings that come up when we're trying to do a task and the feelings that are unpleasant or uncomfortable, like fear or boredom or anxiety. And so we're trying to avoid experiencing those emotions. And so we do something that is enjoyable or something we can complete very easily that has clear and tangible results like cleaning the kitchen or doing the laundry and and enjoyable things like watching Netflix or having a snack. And so what we really um, are doing is employing a short-term coping mechanism, but unfortunately it doesn't have positive long-term results. So in the moment we feel not stressed, but we often become more stressed as it gets closer to the deadline. Um, The other issue that I like to point out, and I know I experienced this, is something that is called present bias. We live and experience things in this present moment. So something in the future seems really far off, almost like it's going to happen to another person. So we think of it as, oh, that's three months from me now. She can worry about that. And we don't have that sense of urgency. And so I think those are... um, those are often what's at the root of, of procrastination. Yeah, I, wow, that's, that's great insight. And I think that with procrastination, the, you know, the, the, the pain that you're referring to, and that could be why we were like, eh, for example, we look at our closet, right? And we look at it and we know in our mind that we need to declutter and organize it because it's obviously busting out at the seams. You have a hard time um, uh, getting ready in the morning because you're like, what, where is everything yet? And especially with a closet, we can close the door <laughs> if there is a door and say, eh, you know, we can, we can do that later. So, you know, whatever the reason is that we cannot get to it, you know, or, you know, we're short on time, we're genuinely short on time, there's not a whole lot of time to do that. So, you know, how do we take the steps um, necessary to to get to where we think we need to get to, um, you know, without constantly, you know, that we begin the habit, right, of like, oh, I'm gonna close the door, forget it, forget it, and time (laughs) passes. And that whole procrastination thing goes on. So what do you what do you suggest are like the first easy steps that we can go through? Yeah, I think, first of all, just acknowledging the feelings that are coming up saying I feel overwhelmed, this closet has so much stuff in it. Then going with those feelings and finding solutions. So actually, I just Uh, actually cleaned out my closet over the holiday break between Christmas and New Year's. And I had also been thinking, oh, when am I going to do this? I can't get things out. And so I gave myself a week and I just did a little bit each day. So breaking things down in steps, not expecting to complete the whole project in one sitting, Um, starting small. I said, I'm going to just do the top shelf. And then the next day I did 
went through some clothes and the next day I went through some stuff on the floor and it took a couple of days, but I did it. And now I have my winter clothes in the front where I can reach them. I'm here in New York, so I need my winter coat and scarves and I could find a space heater that I needed. And so things are much more efficient and accessible. Plus I don't have that self-criticism of when am I ever going to do this? I keep saying I will. And just opening it and being able to take things out and put them back and there's plenty of space and not just sort of shoving something and then closing the door quickly, hoping it'll stay. Um, so it's really been, um, I think, starting small, working in bite-sized pieces. And um, there's a concept called a positive feedback loop, which I refer to a lot because it's really apropos here. It shows that when we take a small step and we get some satisfaction and see some progress, we're then motivated to keep going. So then we'll take the next step. So that's why starting small is really good because our mood gets lifted. We feel empowered and then we'll go do step two. So those are um, probably some of the suggestions. I think starting is often the hardest part. So break through that resistance (laughs) Then you can say, I'm working on my closet as opposed to I'm going to try to get to the closet and organize it someday. So if we're in it, it's it's much more sense of being in in the present. Um, Another exercise that I use personally and with clients is connecting with your future self, saying, what are you going to feel like once you complete that project? If it's a report, if it's. cleaning the closet, whatever it is, and seeing how you're going to feel, what's that going to mean to you in your life? Why is that worthwhile? And then how can you get from where you are now to that place? So it's not the, you know, three months from now, me, you know, who's going to finish that project. But, you know, what do I need to do now so that I can feel good in three months when I complete the report or finish the book or um, whatever the, the um, the task is? Yeah, so I really uh, I'm envisioning kind of the uh it's like a like that disconnect between, you know, what you need to do and where you want to go and and putting that, you know, literally building a bridge, right? In <laughs> into your mind about like what how do I need to what do I need to do to get there, you know, kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm picturing in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, with procrastination, we have our goal, that's our intention, and then we have the action we need to take to get there. So the procrastination is between the intention and the action, and so, um, and then the completion comes after we we start working on it. Another possibility is creating a vision board or putting a visual representation somewhere you can see it, so you will be motivated to get to that end result. You know, if you see um, a picture of an organized closet and you put that on your refrigerator, maybe that'll just remind you why it's important to go through those uncomfortable feelings of, should I give this away? Should I give that away? Should I throw this out? Should I keep it? Where should I put all these things? Why do I keep all this stuff? You know, to just... um, uh, keep your eye on the prize, you know, focus yeah. on the, focus on the end goal. Yeah. And, and for me, what I'm learning is um, for, for myself, I'm learning that if I tell someone 
that I would do a certain thing or, you know, I think that's one thing. Or if I get help from someone, I think that that speeds it up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what have you found like with your clients that are, that's like a common struggle when it comes to like, you know, they're procrastinating on something and what is like the, the common like roadblock of that? What what's happening in their life? I think they're often um, struggling with, things like fear of failure, they don't think they're going to be good enough, or they don't know enough. And so that's why giving ourselves time is actually helpful, because then we can ask questions, then we can say, what information do I need to do this better? What resources do I need to have in place? Is there someone I can talk to, to get some information or feedback? If it's a writing project, do you want to have someone read through it and give you some feedback, have a proofreader look at it. Um, When we have time, we can respond to all the anxieties that come up. But if we do it at the last minute, we have less access to to resources. And I, I say this from experience, but if we're doing it the night before, we may not be able to reach the person who could help us or uh, the office might be closed that would have, um, uh, someone who could answer a question if it's, you know, on a Sunday evening uh, outside of business hours. So right. giving ourselves time to really go through all the potential challenges and work through them and um, get over all of those hurdles. Um, that's that's probably my my greatest suggestion is to um, to ask for help, to get all the information you need and to really uh, know that there are a lot of different steps and what do you need yeah. in place to um, to overcome each one. Yeah. And especially I think about this and as we come into like, you know, this new year, right. The, you know, every year, you know, whether you're a, you're, you're pro resolution or not, you know, where, because of the time of year, we are um, almost conditioned to think about our, where we are and what we're doing. And a lot of us are like, we're going to go for it. We're going to, it's going to be, you know, like that whole all or nothing thing, yeah. which, you know, we, we, neither of us really recommend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and I guess the, when I want to, what, what I want to go back to is the, you know, small steps. I feel like, you know, people and like myself, like the small steps don't feel like anything sometimes. Right. So yeah. what, do you, I think what do you think of that? I think it's really important to celebrate each victory, um, give yourself a reward, um, whatever that is, if it's taking a nap, going for a walk. um, A process that I do is at the end of each week, I write down all the things that I've accomplished so I can look at it and say, wow, you know, I did a lot more because it used to get to the end of a week and I'd say, hmm, what did I really do? You know, Um, so if you can either write them down while you're doing them, you know, each day put a couple of tasks you completed and then there's really a great sense of accomplishment and achievement. Um, So that's one way to really solidify in your mind visually all the small steps that you that you have under your belt. Um, I think it's just very important to also remember that we're human beings and yes, yes at this time of year you know everyone gets very motivated and with their goals um but i i like to encourage people to be kind and gentle with themselves and have self-compassion and practice self-care um 
we're going through a challenging time uh, in the world. And I, I think that people are truly doing the best that they can. I think all of us are. I agree. I agree. um, And just to know that um, goals take time. It's a process and we can be most effective when we work at a human pace and we have time to sleep and process and have other things going on outside of a certain project. It's very easy to get sort of stuck in one mindset. So I think going slowly is the the best way to do it. So I really hope that people can remember to honor themselves as human beings and, and respect their humanity first and foremost. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. I love that term, human pace. What a great um, way to put it. And, you know, we literally are not machines. We're not Mm -hmm. machines, even though, you know, some other literary things like kind of describe describe our human body or the human being as that. We're not. We're humans, you know. Yeah, we're human beings, not human doings. (laughs) We're human (laughs) beings, not human doings. I love that. I love that. So, Laura, wow. Thank you so much for all of the nuggets that you have shared with us so far and how can um, my listeners best connect with you if they are interested in working with you and consulting with you how can they reach you yeah my website is bloominglifepossibilities.com and as i mentioned to you earlier i'm happy to offer your listeners a complimentary virtual session That's a one-on-one session to create a personalized blueprint of solutions to overcome procrastination in their own lives. And the link for that, I believe you said, will be in the show notes. So we will include um, that. And I'm happy to answer emails if people have questions on on anything related to to wellness and self-care and um, goal-oriented solutions. I I really find it very meaningful to help people become empowered to move forward in their lives. So I'm, I'm happy to take emails and, and my email address is on the website. Um, and I just want to thank you for having me and for all the great work that you're doing and your generosity in creating this platform to share wisdom and insights with busy moms so they can move forward in their lives. So I'm Truly grateful for the opportunity to have been a part of it today. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. And, you know, I I believe that the final message here is, and I really um, like to highlight this is that, you know, hey, we have, we have Laura's around. (laughs) We have Laura who will walk alongside you, you know, to, to go through this and you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be by yourself um, in this journey. You can, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of life coaching, you know, mm-hmm. and, and any, and life coaching and anything that will help you propel forward that you don't have to feel alone in this. Yeah. I think that having someone who can help you review and hold you accountable to things, but be gentle yeah. and respectful and kind and um, it really gives you a safe space just to uh, connect with where you are, where you're going, and and have someone who's just a few steps ahead who can kind of say, okay, I I can help you, and you know, walk alongside you and and be a cheerleader and a supporter, and and then share all the resources that that we have from our own 
work and training and experiences. So it's really just a an absolute pleasure for me to do this coaching work. I love it. I live for it. And it's it's just um, such a, a privilege to work with people. So I'm I'm grateful for the chance to interact with anyone and, and um, answer any questions that they have. Wonderful, Laura. Thank you. Thank you so much again. And have a wonderful day. And I just thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Grace. Hey, real quick, if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to thank me is by leaving an iTunes review. If you're listening to me right now on your iPhone, simply scroll down, click write a review within the podcast, and voila, you'll get a chance to click five stars and type in how the podcast has helped you. You can also access iTunes on your computer if you're not an iPhone user by downloading the iTunes app. Also, I offer virtual organizing, and that means we get to hop on Zoom together wherever you are, and I can help you organize your space for a fraction of a price that you would spend hiring an in-person organizer. Contact me by email, hello at organizewithgrace.com, so you and I can get started. I offer a free 15-minute assessment to see if we're a good match to work together. So get on it, girl. Stop being stuck on your organizing journey. I'll help you walk forward so you can finish that organizing project that you've been procrastinating on. No judgment here. Done it myself. But you know what I'm talking about, girl. All right. Can't wait to talk to you. Bye.